Advocating, the podcast dedicated to advocating for agriculture. This is your host, Faith Baxter, and today's topic is food, specifically the production and nutrients of certain types of food. While we all may not have the best relationship with food, it is essential for our survival as human beings, so it's a good thing that it is a renewable resource. A renewable resource is any resource that can or will be replenished naturally in the course of time, according to dictionary.com. Food provides us with the nutrients our body needs to function. The United States Department of Agriculture Choose My Plate website states that there are five different food groups. These groups are fruits, vegetables, grains, dairy, and protein foods. Each food group is necessary to balance your nutritional needs. also known as nature's dessert, are a fruit group that many people love. Any fruit or 100% fruit juice counts as part of the fruit group. The average person needs between one and two cups of fruit each day. Fruits are an excellent source of fiber, potassium, vitamin C, and folic acid. Let's break down each of these nutrients. Fiber helps reduce blood cholesterol levels, which may lower the risk of heart disease and helps maintain proper bowel function. Fiber is in all whole fruits, but fruit juice has little to no fiber. Now for potassium, one of my favorite elements. Potassium helps you maintain a healthy blood pressure. Fruits that are a good potassium source include bananas, prunes, dried peaches and apricots, cantaloupe, honeydew melon, and orange juice. Vitamin C is also found in many fruits and is important for growth and repair of all body tissues, helps heal cuts and wounds, and keeps teeth and gums healthy. Lastly, folic acid can also be found in fruits and helps the body form red blood cells. It reduces the risks of neural tube defects, spina bifida, and encephaly during fetal development, making it a vital part of a pregnant woman's diet. So, what does apple production entail? According to Penn State Extension, there are 10 different parts that all need to come together for an apple to go from the tree to the store. First of all, the producer needs to decide what their product is going to be, how they're going to sell their product, and where. Once these decisions are made, the producer finds a place to plant their orchard. The best location is south-facing land that has a slope of 4 to 8% in order to enhance air drainage, as well as generally having deep, well-drained soil. Once the site has been chosen, the land has to be plowed and leveled. Then it is recommended to have a soil fertility test and a nematode survey done. While some of you may be picturing a type of amphibian in your mind, a nematode is actually a worm. These screens let the producer know if the site will be able to support an orchard before the trees are planted. The producer is going to buy multiple trees based on the rootstock and cultivar of the tree and plant them so that they are not overcrowded and so that each tree will get the amount of nutrients it needs. It takes most trees up to five years to produce fruit. Once this time has passed and the tree has matured, Bees and wind will help pollinate the trees so it can produce the fruit. 
Now that apples are growing, the producer needs to take care of the orchard by administrating needed pesticides and herbicides, as well as fertilizer, and thinning and pruning the trees so they will produce quality apples. Finally, it is time for harvest. The apples are hand-picked and stored in a temperature and humidity-controlled atmosphere until they are delivered to the store. Who knew that apple production was so complicated? Now you can start to understand why Honeycrisp apples are $5 a pound. Vegetables, the food group most dreaded by children, in actuality are very tasty and nutritious. Similar to fruits, the vegetable group is any vegetable or 100% vegetable juice. The average person needs between one and three cups of vegetables daily. Vegetables are organized into five subgroups based on their nutrient content. Those subgroups are dark green, red and orange, beans and peas, starchy and other vegetables. Broccoli, kale, greens such as mustard, collards and turnip, spinach, romaine, watercress, endive and dark green leafy lettuce are the types of veggies in the dark green group. The red and orange group contains veggies like carrots, pumpkin, red peppers, tomatoes, sweet potatoes, and winter squash. Beans such as black garbanzo, kidney, pinto, and soy, as well as black-eyed peas and split peas fall into the beans and peas group. Vegetables such as corn, green peas, and white potatoes are part of the starchy group. Other veggies such as bean sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, celery, cucumbers, green beans, green peppers, iceberg lettuce, mushrooms, onions, summer squash, and zucchini are in the other vegetable group. Like fruits, vegetables are also rich in potassium, fiber, folic acid, and vitamin C. But vegetables are also a rich source of vitamin A. Vitamin A is important because it keeps eyes and skin healthy and helps protect against infections. My mom used to get me to eat carrots by telling me I'd be blind as a bat if I didn't. Well, I ate them, but I'm still blind as a bat, so you might want to include other vitamin A-rich foods such as sweet potatoes, black-eyed peas, spinach, and broccoli in your diet. Potassium-rich vegetables include sweet potatoes, white potatoes, white beans, tomato products, beet greens, soybeans, lima beans, spinach, lentils, and kidney beans. Now on to the production of broccoli, the most dreaded vegetable. Penn State Extension states that broccoli thrives in well-drained soil with good water holding characteristics. Broccoli needs to be planted when the soil temperature is at least 50 degrees Fahrenheit with 14,000 to 24,000 plants per acre. The soil also needs to be fertilized and be tested for pH and boron. If the pH of the soil is too acidic, lime will need to be added to raise the pH. Broccoli needs more boron than other plants, so the soil often needs to be treated with it. While this vegetable is growing, the producer may need to apply herbicides or pesticides as well as practice crop rotation. These practices allow for the plant to thrive and not get eaten by pests or be susceptible to plant diseases like black rot and downy mildew. 
Once the broccoli is ready to be harvested, it is hand-picked and stored on ice or in a hydro cooler for up to 14 days or until it is delivered to your store. Our next group is grains, not to be confused with gains. Although that can happen if you indulge in too many servings from this group. Any food made from wheat, rice, oats, cornmeal, barley, or another cereal grain is a grain product. Bread, pasta, oatmeal, breakfast cereals, tortillas, and grits are all examples of grain products. The average person needs between three and eight ounces of grain a day. Grains are divided into two subgroups, whole grains and refined grains. Whole grains contain the entire grain kernel, the bran, germ, and endosperm. Examples of whole grains include whole wheat flour, bulgur, which is cracked wheat, oatmeal, whole cornmeal, and brown rice. Refined grains have been milled, a process that removes the bran and germ. This is done to give grains a finer texture and improve their shelf life, but it also removes dietary fiber, iron, and many B vitamins. Some examples of refined grain products are white flour, degermed cornmeal, white bread, and white rice. However, most refined grains are enriched. This means that nutrients are added back after processing. Grains, primarily whole grains, are sources of iron, magnesium, selenium, and B vitamins like thiamine, riboflavin, and niacin. Iron is used to carry oxygen throughout the bloodstream. Magnesium is a mineral used in building bones and releasing energy from muscles. Selenium protects cells from oxidation and is also important for a healthy immune system. The B vitamins, already stated, play a key role in metabolism. They help the body release energy from protein, fat, and carbohydrates. They are also essential for a healthy nervous system. The waves of wheat sure smell sweet, according to the musical Oklahoma. Seriously though, most of our grains have flour in them, which comes from wheat. According to agriculture.com, nearly three-fourths of all U.S. grain products are made from wheat flour. There is both winter and summer wheat. The type depends upon the season in which the wheat is planted. As with all crops, the field first has to be tilled and leveled. Next, the wheat seed is planted and the farmer waits for the crops to grow. Most fields will need irrigation before the wheat is ready to be harvested. Farmers have to be vigilant and check their crops for stem rust because it will spread to healthy plants and will decrease yields and profits. Once the wheat is ready, it will be mechanically harvested and sent to a mill where it is processed into flour. That flour will either be sold as flour or used to make other grain fruits like bread. The next food group is legendary. All fluid milk products and many foods made from milk are considered part of the dairy group, as well as calcium fortified soy milk. Foods made from milk that retain their calcium content are also part of this group. 
However, foods made from milk that have little to no calcium, such as cream cheese, cream, and butter, are not. The average person is recommended to consume two to three cups of dairy a day. Dairy provides calcium, potassium, vitamin D, and protein. Calcium is used for building bones and teeth and in maintaining bone mass. Dairy products are the primary source of calcium in American diets. The dairy products that provide a good source of potassium are yogurt, dairy milk, and soy milk. Vitamin D helps the body maintain proper levels of calcium and phosphorus, which in turn helps to build and maintain bones. Since almost all of the foods in the dairy group are made from cow milk, that is the source I will be focusing on for production purposes. BC Dairy Association's website, Milk, gives the stages a dairy cow must go through to produce milk. First off, the cow has to be a dairy breed rather than a beef breed. Dairy breeds are Holstein, Brown Swiss, Jersey, Ayrshire, Guernsey, and Milking Shorthorn. Before any cow can produce milk, she has to have a calf. A cow will have her first calf when she is around two years old. After her calf is born, she will produce milk for about 10 months. Then she will be dry for two months and will have another baby and produce milk for another 10 months, and the cycle goes on. The cow gets the nutrients she needs to produce milk from what she eats. Her diet includes grass, hay, feed, protein supplements such as alfalfa silage, and vitamins and minerals as well as lots of water. Dairy cows get mechanically milked two to three times a day, and the milk is stored in stainless steel tanks where it gets picked up by a milk truck once a week. The milk is then taken to a processor where it is pasteurized and packaged. Next time you use milk, remember that milk came from a strong mama cow. Protein. It's the meat of it all. All foods made from meat, poultry, seafood, beans and peas, eggs, processed soy products, nuts, and seeds are considered part of the protein foods group. It is recommended that you eat between two and six and a half ounces of protein a day. Protein foods obviously provide protein, but also B vitamins, vitamin E, iron, zinc, and magnesium. Proteins function as building blocks for bones, muscles, cartilage, skin, and blood. They are also building blocks for enzymes, hormones, and vitamins. Proteins are really important because your body needs amino acids, but can't produce them all. You get these other amino acids from protein. Proteins are also one of the three nutrients that provide calories. The other two are fats and carbohydrates. Beef, it's what's for dinner, is one of my family's favorite sayings. The United States is the leading beef producer in the world. How cool is that? Penn State Extension states that almost all beef production starts on a cow-calf operation. A cow-calf operation is one in which heifers or young females are kept to grow the herd, and most young males are castrated, becoming steers, and eventually enter into our food supply. Steers can be either entirely grass-fed or else grass-fed but grain-finished the last 90 or so days before harvest. Both options 
offer the same nutritional benefits, but a different taste profile. I hope I've made it clear that everyone needs foods from each of these groups to grow and develop a healthy body. Unfortunately, not everyone has consistent access to food. The FDA defines this as food insecurity. Food insecurity may be more prevalent than you know. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, approximately 2 billion people have experienced food insecurity on a global scale. Feeding America states that in 2018, one in nine Americans were food insecure, meaning that over 37 million people did not have consistent access to food. Texas is one of just 15 states that has a higher percentage of food insecurity than the national average. For Texas, one in seven people, which is over four million individuals, does not have enough to eat. In fact, 13.2% of the Hayes County population in 2017 was food insecure. There are several organizations within our community of Dripping Springs that address food insecurity, such as Helping Hands, Tiger Totes, and Schools Out Foods In, a unique nonprofit whose mission is to help provide meat protein to food insecure families is center of the plate. Most food assistant programs are unable to provide meat protein due to a lack of refrigeration and space constraints. Center of the Plate has been able to provide more than 9,600 pounds of meat to local families since its inception in 2016. Any of these programs would benefit from your time, talents, or financial support if you are moved to help. Despite my corny jokes, I hope you learned something about the different types of food groups and what you might do to help someone else gain access to food. Please make good choices from all these groups at your next meeting. Brought to you by Certified Angus Beef, Got Milk, General Mill Cereal, Broccoli Producers of America, and Appleaday.org. Certified Angus Beef is committed to marketing the brand of Angus cattle. Got Milk's mission is to make sure that everyone has enough dairy in their diets to sustain a healthy life. General Mill's Cereal is committed to creating healthy and fulfilling cereals for consumers of all ages to enjoy. The Broccoli Producers of America make it their goal to end the stigma around broccoli and produce high quality vegetables with tasty recipes. Last, but definitely not least, appleaday.org is capitalizing on the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away by preaching the nutritional benefits of apples and highlighting the lack of access to healthcare in certain areas of the world. We here at Advocating want to give a big thank you to these organizations and all that they do to help food insecurity. We also want to thank them for supporting us and the youth in agriculture.